Yeah, we missed all those. Is it recording? Missed all the good cock jokes. Yeah. Is it recording now? It is definitely recording now. Absolutely. Okay, great. So the spleen, the, um, <laughs> the spleen is the funniest. The spleen is the funniest. The spleen is the funniest, is objectively the funniest name of an organ. I don't know. Coccyx is pretty funny. Coccyx? I laugh every time they say coccyx. I feel like... I know too much about the coccyx. Here's here's why it's less funny okay. to me. I know too much about the coccyx. I know too much about how it works and why it's there and what it's doing and what you're going to do with it. And the spleen, I just feel completely ignorant of. Like, I know that my know friend got his spleen. spleen. What? I said, what the fuck is a spleen? Well, I know that it's like a little a little kind of thin, kind of thin, thinner It kind of looks guy. like a condom. It kind of, well, yeah, a little bit, actually, I would maybe venture to say. Which is and also funny. I know that my friend, it is also funny. It is a funny shape. It is a funny <laughs> organ. A jimmy cap. cap. Yes. Um, I know that my friend got it removed when we were in fifth grade because he was uh, on his scooter and he. Uh, oh, no. And he, uh, and he was like riding the scooter and somehow he went into the handlebars and shoved them under his ribs. Yeah. And like. Fucked up his spleen somehow, and then had to get it removed. That's and a brought fucking him Mad bummer. Magazine in the hospital. That every part about well, that Connor. is a bummer. <laughs> Shout out to Connor. That's every part of that story, including the Mad Magazine, is a huge bummer. Yeah, it was all just like a really huge bummer. Um, um, but you said you you found the coccyx less funny because you know too much about I know it too and much about wh- it. how where it is and how it works and yeah. what you do with it. Yeah. That's all true of me. Do you think I'm less funny? Welcome to the podcast, if it's who you play. <laughs> my name is Kai. My pronouns are they, then theirs. My name is Hannah. My pronouns are she, her, hers. We've uh, got- my name is uh, Aaron. My pronouns are he, him, his. That's our producer. Hello. He's Hello, great. producer Aaron. I, I, For the purposes of this podcast, my favorite thing is solely referring to Aaron as producer, producer Aaron, Aaron. Because that is the role that he is playing right now, and uh-huh. we have to acknowledge that constantly. This is Aaron produ- pro- uh, playing the role of producer. This is... My name is Kai, playing the role of Kai. I'm Hannah, I'm playing the role of Hannah. And welcome to, to f- our podcast. If it's Gay Week Play, it's been a fiction podcast this whole time. Yeah, actually, we are playing characters. I have been straight and cis this whole oh, time. Oh, no, that's not even and funny. Just, no, it's actually not. No, it's actually not, because they would totally fucking yeah. cast a straight cis person to play the role of me. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, they would, and then that yeah. person would get an Oscar. Yeah. No, it's true, they would get an Oscar. Uh-huh. I would be there at the awards ceremony, like... And they'd be like, I'm just doing this for the transgender community because I, I care about the transgender community. I so support much their plight. That They're I take, being murdered out there. But I take roles from them. That's how much I care about I them. I care. I bet they've cast Miles Teller. <laughs> Who's that? Okay, who is that? From Whiplash. I bet, I bet that's really funny, number one, if you know who that is. Number two, I think they would cast a woman to play my role because they cast, um, what's her face in Boys Don't Cry? What's her name? Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. They cast no, Hillary Swank this, in Boys Don't Cry. Look at this kid. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly, the more I look at it, the more I'm right. Yeah, no, you're right. They would cast Miles Teller or they would I cast, could, uh, <clears throat> they would cast I could see it. the kid who plays uh, number five Can you in. Point that all yeah, sorry, it just kind of fell. Yeah, I know, I understand that. I understand that. Listen, I, I can't see behind the screen. I can't because you're not at the mic. Uh, um, uh, they would ask that kid who plays number five in Umbrella Academy. He's too young to play me. So? Okay. They would fair. cast him. No, that's probably true. Um, <laughs> by, the, by the time they make the movie about your life, he won't be. That is probably true. Uh, but he might all, be too tall. You all are casting very attractive people, and I just want to say for the record that I'm very thankful for that. Or they would cast, like, Ellen Page to play you. 
I would be honored, honestly, if Ellen Page played me, even though, like... It's very offensive. I don't... Yeah, even though it's very offensive, I would be like, but God, she's No, perfect. Ellen Page would play me because we dress the same. Yes, Ellen Page would play you. people have told me in my life that I look like Ellen Page. Well, people have told me that I look like Ellen Page. People have told me that I look like Ellen DeGeneres. People have told me that I look like, like every, every famous lesbian, lesbian because yeah. that is the only their way only that point people of see you. Yeah, that is their only point of reference. I do kind of look like Ellen Page, in fairness. I mean, yeah, you do kind of. You look more like Ellen Page than I look like Ellen Page and more than I used to look like Ellen Page. Yeah. However. I had this. There was this person I worked with when I worked at Eelages, my first job as a lifeguard water mm-hmm. park. And... um she, in retrospect, was flirting with me, but I did not understand this at the time. And she was very cute, but I was 16 and didn't know I was gay. Mm-hmm. Because she uh, told me that I looked like Juno, because that movie was very popular at the I time. I recall. And she would call me Juno. And uh, she asked me if I was going to Pride. So. Wow. She was flirting. Yeah, for and sure. And then after, like, the second day of lifeguard training, she was very smart and gay. So she was like, fuck this. And w- you could do this thing where you were like, I'm not ready for the responsibility of saving lives. And they would give you a job elsewhere in the park, like being oh, a ride operator. That like is a, smart. an easier job. Um, <clears throat> but I didn't do it. And she did. So I never saw her again. That's so sad. <laughs> That's la- Do you uh, think that she was your soulmate this whole time and you're just missing out on the best relationship of I your c- life? I've ever had. I doubt it very much because we were 16 and I was a shit. Uh, I also don't believe but in maybe, soulmates. But maybe she could have been the key. Maybe I would have oh, known I was key. gay. Oh, the key. Oh, my God. Like the key to unlocking the homosexuality deep Inside my you. soul. No, because many times that... That, like, in retrospect, those interactions happen with a lot of <coughs> femme people. No, sure, and sure, it, sure. Because ever... you're attractive and look like Ellen Page. I do. I look like Juno. She tossed her hat, not her hair. Her hat. I don't have enough hair to toss. Yeah, but she tossed the hat. I don't have hat. any. I have a b- growing out buzz cut. Listen. <laughs> so. Um, yep. This podcast is ostensibly about video games. It's also about gay it's stuff. It's also about gay stuff. So I think we're really hitting the mark on both of those mm-hmm. things. I had a really funny and intelligent thing. Oh, I was going to say, I think the key that unlocked my gay was actually uh, our professor at DU, Sarah. You were already gay, though. Yeah, but I wasn't, like, queer. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> you were already out gay. I've been out since I was 13 years yeah. old. Um, <laughs> why are you laughing at that? <laughs> I like how you said it. Uh, I've been out. I, I'm out here. I'm out I'm here. Doing it. We I, out here. I've been doing this for ten years. We out here, and the we in this situation is me, Kai. Yeah, exactly. And the here, <laughs> the here is homosexuality. The here is our home, which is a hotbed of homosexuality. It some is. would say. Uh, myself and our uh, other roommate and his girlfriend, we were watching reality television last night and we were talking about how tight it would be if our house was a reality TV show. Because I genuinely think that, number one, you get paid a lot of money to be on reality TV. Number two, you get paid more money the more dramatic and extra you are. Oh, yeah. Number three, we've had, like, enough fights that I feel like we could really pull it off. We could. It would mostly be a very boring reality show, though, because it would mostly None just they be do watching. clips, though. Yeah, but you have to have, like, more. I mean, we could play it up, That's obviously. what I'm saying. We would play it up. Henry said that he would drink a lot more, and he would just be angry all the time and just He'd, run through the house. I don't think he needs to drink more. I think the, I think he wants to. He certainly <laughs> does not need to. Yeah. And he could just act angry and run through the house and like sp- we could get like breakaway glass so you could like smash yeah, stuff. Yeah. I think it'd be really and good. And I could break wine glasses but on purpose. Uh-huh. That's exactly like, what I'm saying. Like you break glasses. enough. A real thing I did in a fight with my abusive ex was go outside oh, no. and throw a wine glass at the side of the house. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. 
was that supposed to be a fun anecdote or was that just a little story that you told uh, us? I mean, it was. it's sort of fun in retrospect because of mean, how horrible it was in a reality TV situation. Oh, gosh. So I'm saving that, saying there's a precedent. Every dream's a good dream. Even awful dreams are good dreams. Exactly, if you're uh, doing if it you're right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Hannah. Yes, Kai. What is the gayest thing you've done this week? I... Uh, I'm dating a person now, so the. Oh, are you? Is it official? I don't. Again, we've had. This, uh, well, I think sorry, we had this that, exact okay. conversation yes, last week, and that is also gay. I just want to say, like, yeah, is it official? I don't. Uh, well, that's uh, not it because reasonable gay people don't have that fucking conversation. They're not like untrue. Uh, true, true, Kai. I think true. that it's reasonable. Really? A popular stuff. I d- I was thinking that exact thing. Um, I think that. It is reasonable to say, what are we, and talk about what we are. I think that is gay, but also gay is not feeling the need yeah, to have that conversation. Yeah, both are gay, but I think that mine I feel the need is emotionally healthier for me. Well, I, th- I think it's insane <laughs> to feel the need to exist. Because you do this thing where things are going fine, and then you feel the need to be like, what's happening? Let's talk about it. And then it gets weird, which <sighs> is true. It's true. It's the thing you do. That, but it's. I don't think it's bad to say. This is a conversation that we should have in therapy. Yeah. Actually is probably I how this I think it goes go. poorly for you more often than it doesn't. Okay. So what's the gayest thing you've done this week? Um, um, I have some guesses. Uh, what are they? <laughs> is it another person? No, I Zing. no. You've made that joke already. You've already had that be the gayest thing you've done this week, this and you can never do it again. My thought is um, uh, brunch. Uh, have making brunch with that person and me also being there. Yeah, no, that's very um, gay. I think that's very gay. That we made I think, a, we made a cute brunch and Kai and also Kai and also Kai. I think that um, another thing <laughs> that this is not the gayest thing you've done this week, but it's like the gayest thing that you have been sort of a part of this week is the fact that I went to the Trader Joe's where the person that Hannah is dating works with my other friend who is I am who is also gay, who I am also in a very close relationship with, and we uh, saw and interacted with Hannah's partner while I am also in Hannah's life, and Dory is also in both of our lives, and it's... This is the way, it's the, the way, that, way we that we live. I found it's out. the way that we live. <laughs> I think that's gay. I think that I found the... out that the real L word is available on Hulu uh, if you purchase an add-on, and I am strongly oh, considering doing it. I don't want to watch it. It's That's just a, a shitty reality show where a person with white dreads has sex with a lot of oh, women. Oh, no. Is, I forgot that the white dreads person was on there. Fuck that. Yeah. So anyway, Hannah, what's the question? I actually do not know week? that that person is white. I was oh, pretty you sure assumed? that they were. Hannah, something that you very I wasn't consistent. assuming. Okay. I was just pretty sure based on my history of knowing about that show that they were, but I can't that remember is, properly. That is fair. I would come to expect that from the L word given the fact that they very regularly cast people who are not a race as people a race. of that race. I.e. Poppy. I.e. Poppy. Yeah, the one of the one of the worst characters that I've ever seen on yeah. television. Offensive um, racially, offensive to lesbians. It's offensive to... It, see? Offensive to good television. acting. Definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. offensive to good acting. Um, So you gonna go with brunch? No, because you said that. Um, I think a very gay thing is that uh, my person and I went to Milk Bar the other night and 
uh, we came home late in the night and we were singing My Chemical Romance so loud that oh. we woke Kai up and they were very mad about it. I was very mad. I'm still kind of mad. I was awake for four hours after that and yeah. absolutely miserable the next day. I know. I'm sorry. Um, I We went to the Hot Springs with all gay people. I was also there. I know. That's why I said we. we well, I guess I could have been tired. Yeah. yeah. Well, she was also there. Yeah. So we all, were all, also all there, true. Which is also gay. Um. And uh, her other friend, who's also gay, also and gay. there was like a multi-foot radius around us. Oh yeah, us that was actually we incredible. Went in this the is hot a very pool. heterosexual hot springs location. Mm, yes, so like people, yeah, yeah, no, there were, there were just severed feet floating around us because little do you know, Aaron, gay people actually naturally produce severed feet wherever I was about we go. To ask, is that gay or is I was, it just really metal? I was about Both. to say we're like piranhas and we'll go down and we'll bite your feet off yeah. your fucking ankles. No, 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 but like people piranhas were actually very, very kind. No, yeah, no, I know. People well, were so are keeping we. their distance from us. Is all is all yeah, you're saying? Yeah, so yeah, it was it was it's this big Idaho hot springs in Colorado. Which, if you're from Colorado, you probably know it. It's yeah. the the closest. It's not even the cheapest, but it's the closest hot springs to the city. Yes, and um, <clears throat> we were there in the big public pool because it's it's the cheapest. Although we should have just gone in on a private pool in no, retrospect, we but we didn't think about it. No, we didn't. And uh, there was like like a three foot radius around yeah. wherever we were because nobody wanted to get near the homosexuals. I had quite a time figuring out which locker room to use. Yeah, because um, they have gendered locker rooms. They have gendered locker rooms. And boy, howdy, was that nerve-wracking yeah. when a uh, naked person who was conceivably a woman, given the fact that they were in the women's locker room, but also I was in there. So, so who knows, uh, was talking to me for like five solid minutes and I kept trying to hide my face and do a different voice in order to try to pass. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. It ended up being fine. Ever, everything was fine. Everything was fine. There were some other cool alt people leaving when we were coming in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, that was gay. Yeah, I guess that and cooking brunch. Uh, I started my new job, which isn't gay. It's just a fun life update. I mean, it's kind of gay. It's kind of gay. I'm a jewelry manager, which is gay. gay. Um. And what is the gayest thing you've done this week, Kai? Um, the gayest thing I've done this week is uh, go to brunch with a close friend of mine and have them come out to me as non-binary. Yeah, that's very um, gay. I think the brunch, the coming out, the discussion surrounding is very gay. Uh, I want to say congratulations to you. You know who you are. Um, love you a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that's very very high quality. Uh, yes, I am planning to throw a and you gender went to reveal a, party for them. You went a, went to a sex shop together. Uh, we went to a sex shop together immediately after an our brunch. Excellent new sex shop on South yes, Broadway. It's called Awakening. It's called Awakening Boutique. It's queer positive. It's body positive. There's BDSM. There's BDSM positive. Um, it's everything that the crypt was and wasn't. Yes. And I better. Miss the crypt, though. Um the, but the one thing that I do have to complain about is the fact that they do have Buck Angel toys, which I just um cannot abide by. I just do not like Buck Angel. I do not support Buck Angel. I think it's cool that they have toys for uh trans masculine people, but I do not like Buck Angel. No, with Buck every Angel sucks ass. my body. Uh no, uh, yes. He is the only person making toys. That for is untrue. Well, he's the only one that's like marketing successfully that I know of. Also untrue. Um, okay. It's it's probably more of uh, if you're in the community, you know about it sort of thing. Oh yeah. 
Um, but there are many other people who not only make better quality toys, but also who are not total shitheads. You should talk to them about it. I bet they'd be open I to I actually might talk to them about it. They might be very open to that. Uh, that's the not a bad idea. you get them the information on other products that they could vend. I'm I sure. certainly can. I'm sure that they would be into that. They seem like really cool people. Tight. Well, I'll check it out. Uh, um, yeah. So that's your gay thing. That was the worst noise. I can't believe you've done noises. that. That was my worst one. I thought it might be. I just wanted to try it out. Hey, Kai. Hey. Yep. Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> what are... It's not. <laughs> You're lying. Uh, it's maybe an enjoyable show. It is objectively... Terrible. Terrible. Kai. It. Monsters are hot. Well, yeah, but not the monsters on Supernatural. Don't you don't know? Like. You've never seen it? I've seen clips. I was on Tumblr for a long time. Okay, fair, Kai. fair. Okay. Thank you, Aaron. Um, <laughs> hey, what are you playing? Um, that's not related to the main topic of this, uh, or like a brief overview of the main. T- it's indie game roundup week. It's Everybody, indie, you don't have to be like be be obtuse about it. It's indie game roundup. No, so, it is. what are you playing? Uh, are, is there anything that you're playing other than what you're going to talk about, or just a brief overview of what you're going to talk about? I'll just talk about something that I'm playing that is not what I'm going to talk about. Um, I am finally in. The first of two boss battles for the way that I played the game of Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. The Vampire final Bloodlines boss battles. The, Masquerade. the final boss battles. There's two final bosses depending on the blood way that you play the game. Blood Vampire the Masquerade Lines. Yes, that one. Exactly. Blood. Thank you, Hannah. Blood, 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 the blood, blood. lines. Um, blood. Gallons of the stuff. You've been listening. We've all been listening to a lot of My Chemical Romance in this really house. My it's Kim been a very week, My Chemical Which is also gay. Yeah. We started, we didn't even talk about, okay, after no, the no, games, we'll, let's we'll talk, talk about, about Umbrella that. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot of things that are, fucking uh, Umbrella I is so good, y'all. I'll get into that later because I also have, I have two shows that I actually want to talk about because I, whatever. Um, you so started Russian doll. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Um, I am stuck on the first boss battle with um, this incredibly, challenging, monstrous slime beast Ew. that makes me want to die because I I did not level up my points in um slime in in slime defense number one or in any sort of combat because the you game fool. the game has been so easy so far. So I've been like, well I don't need to level up my combat stuff like defense or like melee or shooting or anything like that because i just have leveled up like my lockpick and my hacking and my talking to people and my seduction which is all very valuable stuff but you can't seduce the slime i can't seduce the slime beast no matter how hard can you respect your points um no you can't respect your points i did i had been saving up my points so i did pump some that i had saved up into combat um but i just i'm just gonna have to keep pounding away at it because there is no conceivable way that with the skills that I have in this game now, I'm going to be able to beat this monster. I'm looking at tips online. If anyone has any suggestions, please let me know. Um, I'd say cheat. Whatever. I I have... I want to do it right. Yeah, but you've been playing this game for like 10 years. and I, think, I have actually been playing this game for I probably I think beating it at this point is the is the is the paramount. Man. But also that's how I am and I I would do the thing at this point where I would be like, well, this is too hard and I would just go look up the ending and be like, I got to the end and it was a pure pure technicality that I couldn't beat it. I will beat it. I will defeat her. I will take her down and I will do it by my own merit. Okay. And 
it's just it's just been so hard. It's just, it's just been if so you try hard. it more than fifty times. I have yet to I'm I hit twenty five the other day, so okay. I'm not at fifty yet. If I try it more than a hundred times, I will cheat my way through. I think fifty should be your number because you just it's life is short. First, lead off with using up all of your AUG ammo. It's a machine gun with a scope. I know, I know, I looked that up. <laughs> and then shoot off the tentacles. I know. And then lay into it with your katana. Listen, I looked up all of this, and the problem is I don't have enough points in firearms for the AUG to do any more than, like, two to three damage at a time. And that just does not help me whatsoever. And it's and then I'm, and so I've just been wailing on her melee style the whole time because that's where I've got my points. And I just... Uh, and then you have to kill the clones, and it's... Ignore any clones that makes you focus on killing the boss ASAP. You have to you have to kill the clones while they're still young, or else they'll turn into a copy of the boss that has the exact same powers as the boss, and then you'll have, like, five bosses all with the same terrifying abilities surrounding you if you don't kill them while they're yeah, young. Yeah, but if you kill the, the main one, then they the all die. The main one has more health than any other enemy in this game, and well, yeah, it takes that's how about bosses 15 are. minutes to get through all of her health. Well, yeah, that's how bosses are. So I can't just wail on her for 15 minutes while I'm being wailed on by her and her five clones. That's just untenable. Well, I don't know. That's what the internet says. The internet has said other things as well. I've heard several, several advice pieces. Um, I'm just saying, have you tried that way? Yes. Okay. I've tried every way. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'm just saying it might. It just you might have just put yourself in a uh, fail state for this game. I don't think I have. I think I can do it. It's an old enough game that it's 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 a it's a place where I would believe that there's just fail states that you get into by the end and you're just fucked and that's just how it I is. I just know I can do it. Okay. I just have so much faith in myself. All right. Believe Thank it. You. I I do. Um. That was, other, I was, that was I my was, character. It's called Unenthusiastic Naruto. I was also going to talk about when we were talking about what are you playing this week, what we're watching this week, just because... Oh, I like that. That's fun. What are we um, in? What media are we in? I'm going to let you have Umbrella eyes. Academy for like a little bit, and I'm well, going to hop on that train. But Academy. I want to talk about Russian Doll, which I just started. Well, yeah, and um, I'm also playing things. Yes, I know you're also playing things. I'm just finishing up my part of the section. Um, oh, I, I thought we were going to do play, and then I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. So I, uh, we can do play and then watch. What are you playing yeah. this week? I, uh, other than what I'm going to talk about for Indie Game Roundup, I have been playing an ass load of Smash. Oh, yeah. I've um, I love it. It's so fun. And I've gotten competent enough that I can actually play with other people and have it be fun. Yeah, it's great. And not have it just be like, well, I don't know how this game works and I'm going to lose immediately. I played with Hannah the other night and it was actually like competitive. Yeah, like I can actually play a game of Smash. Uh, and I'll just get better and better, and I'm unlocking characters, and I am having a nice time. For the most part, there's sub, like, challenges, excuse me, in the spirits world that are so fucking hard. Oh, sure. Um, but I'll just come back to those. And, um, yeah, so I've been playing an ass load of Smash. Everything else I've been playing is uh, indie games. I played, I'll talk about Beat Saber more later, because mm. uh, it is an indie game. But I accidentally, the problem with VR oh, tell is me. that I accidentally played, I did the thing where I get hyper-focused on beat matching games uh-huh. and accidentally played it for two hours uh-huh. straight, like without really break. a rest or a yeah. break, um, which it's a very physical game. So yeah, my shoulders did feel like just cold hams the next day. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I came out of the VR zone after two hours, when I like noticed that my shoulders were tired, 
um, it had like gotten dark outside, and I was extremely disoriented. And you're just alone in a dark room. Yeah, I was like, wow, somebody could have robbed my whole house, and I would have had no idea. Yeah. Which would be a pretty funny skit, uh, is with somebody, robbers who just leave somebody playing VR alone, and then just steal their whole house Well, we're obviously going to do that skit now. Well, we probably won't. We might. Um, and so that was very disorienting. Um, but I've been playing a lot of that, and uh, I've been playing another VR uh, indie game platformer that I'll talk about later that's extremely fun. Fun. Um, yeah, that's it. Cool. Well, I've, I uh, just started the uh, first episode of Russian Doll last night. Yeah, hey, Kai, what you watching? Um, it's Russian Doll. It's Russian Doll. Um, I love Natasha Leone. Oh, everybody loves Natasha Leon, especially I lesbians. Love her so much. She's I an just, honorary lesbian. I just feel overwhelmed, like emotionally, when I get to see her on screen. So, like that number one means that I'll love it a lot. I love this show. Okay, um, I hope this isn't too spoilery, but it's been like talked about on the internet a lot. Yeah, and if um, it's the first like episode or two, then yeah. I mean, it. I loved the movie Groundhog Day growing up. Like that was like one of my favorite movies. Even though I don't think it's objectively a good film. No, maybe it, it um, probably you probably wouldn't like it as much. It probably doesn't hold up. But this is like my version of Groundhog Day as an adult with Natasha Lyonne and written partially by Natasha Lyonne and also Amy Poehler. Like Which, it was written by women. Um and something that I agree with. Uh, I forget how to pronounce her last name because it's French. Um, Helena Sixou. Sixou. Sizou? If there's an X in the middle of it, it's probably Sizou. Okay, it's C-I-X-O-U-S. I think that's Sizou. Sizou? Yeah. Okay. Um, Helena Sizou. Um, uh, the Laugh of the Medusa writes about how, like, women's writing is different than men's is, like, something that she writes about and how some, like, gay men, like Jean Genet, write like women. I don't know. It's it's interesting because... Yeah, it, it's a little archaic, but essentially uh, yeah, the like, idea of there being masculine and feminine Writing styles, voices, which, yeah. yeah, is interesting, uh, to say the least. Um, but it's mostly about, like, something that I have said kind of jokingly before is that I'm more interested in media by people who are not... Uh, of the uh, like, um, the privileged class. the privileged groups, yeah. In any in any thing, like I I just don't want to engage with those stories necessarily anymore, and I will not deny the fact that Natasha Leone and Amy Poehler are both white women, um, but like, it's still, it's, a good it's, show. it's a good show. Is I haven't what watched I it say. yet, but I've heard nothing but good things. It is the first episode is probably one of my favorite hours of television that I've ever seen in my Amazing. life. I immediately was pulled in. I was immediately very invested in the story and interested and intrigued by the character and the characters that I was provided with. And the way that the events went down reminded me a lot of experiences that I've had and feelings that I felt and the ways in which I would react to the situations that are provided. And I think that that sort of identification with characters is so important to your like investment in a television show. Um, which is part of the reason why I like Umbrella Academy so much, but like, yeah, Russian doll is so good. And I genuinely think that it's a more queer method of storytelling than we're used to from the average Netflix show or the average television show in general. Um, which is not to say that there aren't other television shows that do that, but man, it's, it's good watch it. and you should watch it. I want to. So Hannah, Yes. We're both watching the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. I am coming at Umbrella Academy from the perspective of somebody who never read the comics and have 
less investment in my chemical romance than my roommates, uh, which is not to say I don't have investment in my chemical romance. It's to say that we uh, are Kai, hyper fans. Yeah, Kai and our other roommate Henry are hyper fans. We of know my everything chem- about my. They know everything. Romance. Um. So my only impediment to Umbrella Academy is having to shush them. Because they're talking over the entire show. Yes. Both Kai and Henry. We're both very excited. And I was in the room with Henry's girlfriend and me, who have not read the comics and didn't know what was going on, and had to be like, hey, shut up. I'm trying to watch this show, and I can't hear what they're saying. And I can't read, because I can't. it's hard for me to read when there are people talking around me. Like, my brain gets too distracted, so I couldn't read the subtitles. Um, Anyway... Uh, it's fucking really it's good. It's so good. Oh my God. It is a little like, and this is maybe like a problem with me, but it is a little jarring to watch Ellen Page play a straight character or presumably a straight character, a character who's interested in a man. Um, no, I get that. And kiss a man on the mouth. Mm-hmm. That's weird. No, it is it weird. It just feels unwholesome. Um, I like, I know she's an actor and she can play any role. She is an actor. Uh, but it's just weird, especially cause her character dresses like, like her character just wears Ellen Page's normal clothes. And she dresses she dr- like dances a sad, like Ellen Page. yeah, she dresses like a sad lesbian. Um, cause Ellen Page is a sad lesbian Yes, and her character is a sad straight person. Um, and it's really good. It's, uh, according to my roommates, it is di- very different from the comics. I would say that it has some of the same themes and storylines and character development as the comics. However, some of the big uh, twists and turns are new. Mm-hmm. And some of the ways that the characters are being represented are different. Because one of my biggest complaints about the comics is that a lot of the characters are men. And mm. pretty much all of the characters are drawn as though they are white. Mm. Um and though you can't necessarily make the assumption that they're all white just based on their appearance, they're they're white looking. Yeah, yeah they're, and that and that kind of sucks. And that's something that is slightly amended in the television show. Like there's more diverse casting mm-hmm. to an extent. Yeah, which it's is, still mostly men. Yeah, and still mostly white. Uh, still mostly white. There are some very powerful women of color, but it is yes. still mostly yeah. white. And yeah. there's and. Uh, one powerful man of color, several powerful women of color. I think Diego is the only man of color. So we far. are perhaps five episodes in. Yeah. And oh, and then there's that that uh, cop. There's the one cop mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Who doesn't have much of a character so yeah. far. Um, and but yeah, it's really good. Uh, I'm really, really, really enjoying it. I'm it's very invested in the story. Uh, it's it's this, the soundtrack, like the music, is, is incredible. So good. Um, and it's just it's fun and actiony and shoot 'em up, but it's also very like I'm very invested in these characters, and I'm very excited to see what happens next. And the next we got halfway through the show. Uh, yeah, it's done. It seems like it's done really right. And it does the thing that I think is a, a really good adaptation does, where it comes a lot after the original. And so it um, is like the the people creating it have grown up and the material can grow mm-hmm. up and an adaptation or a remake can fix some of the problems of the original. Yeah, Like that to me is a good adaptation is it's not totally faithful to the source material. I think the whole point, because like if the source material was amazing, you don't need to do it. And this source material by our reports is amazing. But like the uh, making a remake that is just a a beat for beat 
like redo of the source material doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I'd be less interested in watching it. I mean, I would still watch it and love it, but I think that it would be less uh, intellectually engaging for me. As well, yeah, and the whole knows everything that's going to happen. Well, and the whole point of things existing in their medium is it's done really well already in mm. that medium. Like no, just exactly. putting it beat for beat in another medium is not interesting. I don't think. I don't think there's any point to that. Um, but I think there is a lot of point to. Uh, changing it and upgrading it and updating it as you translate it to a new medium. It's yeah. translation and translation changes things and it should. Um, like the whole, that Odyssey translation that I read recently yeah. where her whole ethos, the translator was not, I'm just going to do the same translation of the Odyssey that's been done. I am going to update and modernize the language because archaic language isn't any closer to the original Greek than Modern language. No, totally. So I'm going to make it modern language, and I'm going to make it faithful to the poetry more than a transliteration. So that's very similar to how it is a really good version version of the Odyssey. The Odyssey, uh, Emily Wilson is the translator, and she is the first published woman who has done a translation of the Odyssey. Emily Wilson's The Odyssey. You can borrow it from me if you want. It's really good. It's the first time I've read The Odyssey and had any idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. And it's a really fucking good story when you know what's going on. Yeah. Um, it's engaging and fun to read. Tabletop Potluck is a diverse actual play podcast showcasing the wide world of pen and paper role-playing games. Whether you're an experienced player or a newbie, you're welcome to sit at our table and see what we've brought to the potluck. Tabletop Potluck is one of our favorite podcasts, mm-hmm. and they have previously been guests on our show before, and we just love them very much, and we're very excited that they're in our lives. Um, I think that if you like any sort of like pen and paper role-playing games, or you're gay, or you're both of those things, you should probably check out this podcast. Uh-huh. I wrote a little jingle for them. Tabletop Potluck, it's also a podcast. We think that you'll like it a lot. So, Kai. So, Hannah. It's Indie Game Roundup Week. Sure is. Uh, what indie games have you gone out to the fields and rounded up to bring home to pasture this week? I believe I only rounded up one indie game mm. because I realized that indie games cost money sometimes, and I don't have so much of that. Yeah. Um, but it was one indie game because I really wanted to take some listener recommendations for this one. And I was recommended the game uh, uh, A Ghost of a Tale uh-huh. or The Ghost of a Tale. Um, let me actually, let me let me look up who made it. But it's this, uh, it was recommended to me because of how much I enjoyed playing Moss. Uh-huh. Um, which I really genuinely uh, have enjoyed playing Moss like a lot. And it wasn't entirely because it featured rodents and reminded me of Redwall. Uh, but that was a, a nostalgic element. That was that definitely feels a nostalgic like element. The Redwall game that Redwall but better. And yes. uh the the Redwall, the very good Redwall game that we never got. Yeah, but Ghost of a Tale is pretty much like exactly, exactly that, because it does feel like it takes place in the universe of Redwall to uh. an extent because you're playing it's made by uh C-C-G, S-E-I-T-H-C-G. You uh, basically are in like this uh, medieval fantasy world and you play as this mouse whose name I don't believe I have learned yet, but their name is Tylo. Um, And uh, he's he's like this minstrel that's imprisoned for uh, supposedly like speaking out and causing rebellion against the uh, monarchy, which is currently rats. Mm-hmm. who um, have, like, kicked everyone's ass. Uh, 
and are now in control. And basically the first uh, couple hours of the game, which I've been playing through, take place where you are escaping from this uh, jail. Mm-hmm. And the puzzles are um, engaging. And I think that the uh, sneaking mechanic is also engaging so far. And I think this will probably still continue to be true. There is no combat. Like you cannot hmm. engage in combat. You cannot fight. Because you're, you're like sneaking. a little mouse. You're just like a, a bard. You're just, you mm-hmm. just play music and that's all you do. You just sneak around. And there's only been one section in which I've been able to push a barrel onto a rat and like knock them uh, out. But I've never killed anyone and I cannot ever kill anyone. Interesting. Um, it, in, it involves like uh, a lot of stealth, a lot of stealing. You have this really interesting mechanic where you can like scurry and you can run really fast. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you have to escape from the guards and hide from them, but you can't like uh, hurt them in any way. Um, I, I want to say real quick that when you, when y'all set me up on the VR, I was playing uh, Willow? Moss. Hey, Moss. Moss. <laughs> Willow. I was playing Moss and I had known about Ghost of a Tale and it's a very similar you know, concept yeah. on the surface. So the whole time I was like, how would this be played not in VR? I'm very confused at how they did like two different versions of this. Yeah. And then I finally like stopped playing and looked it up. I was like, oh, I'm a fool. It's two different two games. Two entirely different two games. Two different games that just feature mice. Mice. Is it good? So um, I missed your review. Oh, no, it's okay. I haven't actually said whether it was good or not so oh. far. Um, I have just gotten to the part where I've gotten out of, like, the under jail part, and I'm now in, like, the courtyard of the jail. Um, And I feel like I have very little direction about where I'm supposed to go or necessarily what I'm supposed to do, and it just feels so big Mm -hmm. that it's kind of hard for me to figure out right now, but I'm, like, taking my time and, like, exploring stuff. And I am invested and interested in the story and the world that they've created, and I'm interested in, like, finishing at least this this jail section of the game because the puzzles are are interesting and like it is it's such a small section of the game I know and it, I'm interested in finishing a fourth of this game I mean at the very least I'm interested in getting out of jail which has taken me like 3 plus hours so far so it's like you know it's yeah, it's engaging it's and, yeah. and the characters are interesting um I think that uh a lot of the um, kind of collection mechanic is interesting because you uh, like are collecting like books and like flowers um, that give you more portions of the story and the world to like learn about. Uh, I I did recently. I feel like a lot of the mechanics are kind of unexplained and you just have to like discover them or something because I had been doing these things like um, burning the banners of the rats that represented like their their monarchy mm-hmm. or their kingdom or whatever. And I kept seeing this thing when I would do that that said like plus 25 that would come up under it. And I was like, plus 25 what? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out what it was until eventually I like got another rose which gave me like 50 points. And then it said you leveled up. And I was like, there's a level mechanic in this game? And I went into like my inventory to look uh, at... um what was going on and I clicked on the skills tab and there were no listed skills or anything that I could figure out what my level was or why. And I was like, Oh, so I leveled up, but that doesn't mean anything like, what does it mean? for me. Maybe like it's like a thing like in uh, borderlands two where the, your first five levels are functionally meaningless. And then when you get to level possible. five, then you get your, your, uh, I don't know, your like super attack or whatever you get your like power. Uh, but the, for the first five levels, every character in the game is the same. 
I mean, I pretty much would buy that, honestly, because I don't necessarily know if there's a way that I can, like, spec my mouse to be a certain way or another way, because it's not like I don't think... I I don't suspect that I'll ever be able to engage in combat, but honestly, like, we'll see. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's enough that I am interested in continuing to play the game. Like, I am definitely pulled into this world. And, like, I realized I did get, like, time sucked into it because when I was doing my save, it was like, your last save was, like, an hour ago. And I was like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like, I had, I had no idea. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting little indie game. I don't necessarily know what is what is gay about it yet. I don't know if anything will necessarily be gay about it. But yeah, it's but it's you're cute. Gay about it. Yeah, I am gay about it. And it's kind of um I did not realize that this was something that I wanted because it was such a big part of my childhood that I just kind of forgot about until we talked about it on the podcast was Redwall. Um, that I had wanted like a game to go along with that. Mm-hmm. And now the more I'm thinking about it, I would love a game that is like the Warrior series. Do you remember the cats? We've talked so many times about this. I never read it. I but you've talked loved about it on the it. podcast. I before, read for sure. every single Warriors book that uh-huh. ever came out. Um because I um the author's name was a uh a nom de plume. Uh, Aaron Hunter. Uh-huh. Um, I know all this off the top of my head, and no, it was actually two women who were writing under that name who were like writing together these Warriors cats. You and think that they were lesbians? I just had that thought f- pop into my head for the first time. I actually don't know. I think they might have been friends, but I don't. I don't know. It's not like that would have been something that. What's well, not about no? Do you think that they were lesbians? Based on the contents of the Warriors books, maybe. It's not like there was anything that was necessarily gay looking yeah, back. Yeah, but it was the but early like, 2000s and it was a young adult yeah, novel. Yeah, so, so you it like might have been. Put that shit in yeah, like. no, it's true. Um, but just, just in your heart, do you think that they were lesbians, Kai? I'm not asking for says, evidence. My heart says yes. My heart says yes they to everyone. They co wrote a whole series of books about warrior cats. That seems lesbian to All me. I want is a. MMORPG of warriors where you design your cat and you get to go into a world where there's a bunch of other cats and you get quests from Blue Star and she tells you what to do or Fire Star or someone from the book and then they're like you you go hunt you go you go explore you realize that it would be like a Neopets style children's MMORPG probably yes I know okay. I would play that I love Toontown I love Neopets I only got to play Toontown for uh, like a couple days for a free demo and then my mom wouldn't buy it for me. But it was fun. I think my parents bought it for me and of it was a blast. Yeah. My parents bought everything for you. That's that's somewhat true, yes. Yes. Um yeah, so I, I, I don't know. Uh this this is definitely scratching some of that red wall itch that I did not realize that I had because I love those uh those fantasy animal RPGs, I uh-huh. guess. But not in, like, a sex way. Not in a sex way. I didn't even think about that until you said it. Um, Hannah, what are what are your games that you're bringing to the table? I'm sorry, I just saw a meme open, a Yu-Gi-Oh! Carhartt meme open on Aaron's phone that's very good. That is very good. I'll show it to you. Please. It's the heart of the car. Wow. That's really funny. <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. 
Um, the way that you said that, it sounded like the meme opened itself on Aaron's phone and he I, was not in control of I it. Would, I would believe that at this point. I would point, too. That Aaron's, knowing phone Aaron's phone has taken on its own meme brain. Well, literally all that Aaron does is constantly find the juiciest memes. The dankest, juiciest memes. And just send them to everyone. So like Dripping, slimy, nasty if memes. If his phone's secret AI that Apple implants I, in all phones. Should I do a weekly meme dump? I don't know that that oh on the on the Instagram yes on the Instagram, on the Instagram yes Instagram. you can post stuff to the stories whenever you want to yeah, yeah. you I, should do I that might do a weekly Instagram meme meme, meme dump, dump. I would love that because um, I thought you were gonna say on the podcast and I'm like I don't know that that would translate yeah. to I don't know though. this is a weekly segment where Aaron reads memes out loud that does sound kind of funny I would you get see tired this of it one quick. has a humorous picture of a cat and it's <laughs> saying it's often joked among my friends that it, after the apocalypse comes and the internet is destroyed. That um, I will be like this old, uh, wise figure. Like a Fahrenheit like, 451 book, except well, your memes? Yeah. So, yeah. It, well, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll be gathered around the fire, like, eating eating beans out of 30-year-old cans. cans. And I'm like, you know, a decrepit old elder with one leg, and I come out and I describe the memes uh-huh. and the videos. <laughs> <laughs> the vines. You just do a skit yeah. over and over again in six-second increments. <laughs> And people applaud. Um, that's Sorry, I'm good. just picturing an old man just doing the same thing over and over again. Everyone like, yes. Yes. That is funny. Like, like, like. Yeah. <laughs> that's a teacher, everybody. Uh-huh. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, that's probably what's actually going to happen. Yeah. So, Hannah. Yes, Kai. One of the games that you brought to the table today. I've, I've sauntered out into the snowy indie game fields. And I've roped a couple of good ones, goodens, and I've brought them back into my VR zone. Um, it's for the VR indie game fields. Bringing I've, those doggies I've, in. I've bring bring them chickens home to roost. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about farms, and I know. Uh, I know that the things that I said were nonsense. That's why I said them. I know. I just it's important to me that people know that. Um, and I've been playing a couple of uh, similar but different VR indie games. Oh, please. I've been playing The Living Fuck Out of Beat Saber, as yes. I discussed. Can verify. Uh, which is made by a Czech-based indie studio called Beat Games. Um, and I Do think they just make a bunch of, like, uh, rhythm rhythm games? Beat Saber's player mode. Valve's modified version of one. I think this is their maybe their only... Let me see. I think this is their only game. Oh, wow. Well, they so far? really made a smash hit for their first game. Yeah. Good and it's fucking, it's like a perfect beat matching game. Uh, I know I've talked about it pretty much every week on this podcast because yes. I'm very passionate about beat matching games. And this one is like everything I've ever wanted. This um, was the primary reason why I purchased the VR for you. Yeah. I love it. I love, love, love it. My only, the only thing is the uh, music selection is a little limited. There's only like maybe 20 songs. Um, and I don't, hopefully there are plans. I need to look into this, but hopefully there are plans to release more. Um, because I don't see why not. Like they have this really solid, really, really fun engine. Uh, why wouldn't they just keep releasing music for it? Um, so I hope that that's the future, because uh, again, right now uh, it's pretty limited. Yeah. Um, and that is—it's not a bummer. It's just like I can see myself getting bored of those twenty songs. Definitely. Um, I mean, I'll do the thing where I'll do it over and over again, trying to get better at it. Because that's the thing I like about matching games is that there is a level of 
tangible skill, even like physical skill and muscle memory where I can see myself getting better. Like I think the last time we talked about Beat Saber, I like couldn't conceive of playing songs on expert. Mm -hmm. Now I can pretty handily. Um, Yeah. Cause I'm good at beat matching games. Yeah, I know. And it's, especially when they're very physical, it's muscle memory. Um, and so I like that in, sometimes I like that in like beat matching games and platformers, it's just, you do it over and over again until you get it right. Like you yes. just do it over and over again, a little bit differently until you get it right. And that's very satisfying for me. It would probably also, it's the same satisfaction that I will feel when I start working out again. And mm. I did feel when I used to work out really frequently. I want to start doing that so bad. Yeah. It's just, if you do it over and over again, you do it a little bit better and a little bit stronger every time until you can do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, Beat Saber, it's, it's, if you look, why is Casey calling me? Hold on. Sorry. I've called back a minute. That's my uh, boss. Um, it's, uh, what was I saying? Sorry, I got distracted. It, if you look on, if you look up Beat Saber, if you Google it, it has like 99% and like 9.9 yeah, out of it. 10. It's overwhelmingly it's very well reviewed. It's just, a, it's, it's simple and it's almost perfect. Like they took a very simple concept and did it really, really well. I think that's how you succeed when you're making a game, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Especially like a beat matching game. Oh, yeah. You don't like, need to have a bunch of bells and whistles on those bad no. boys. And like later iterations of like DDR and stuff had a lot of bells and whistles, and this one doesn't. And the the like campaign mode is just here's a challenge, here's a challenge, here's a challenge. Yeah. They didn't try to like shoehorn in some side of weird story or anything like that, which I think is really great. Um, yeah, it's it's really good if you have access to VR. Uh, this is worth, but it's full price. It's only like twenty bucks. Also Absolutely, there are VR arcades. Yeah, there are uh, VR arcades where you can go. In our town, at least in yeah, at Denver, least, yeah. there's VR arcades that you can go to, and they do have Beat Saber available At least there. one that I know of. The one yeah. at the museum has Beat Saber. Yeah, uh, so there's I'm like, sure that they have it at the other ones. I'm sure that that's so something that you can do in places that you can go. Yeah, if there's a – look it up. If there's a VR arcade in your town, see if they have Beat Saber, go play it, because it is so fucking yeah. fun. Um, my The only thing is the amount of head sweat that I get in the VR headset playing uh, – Beat Saber because it's a sweaty situation. Um, and yeah, it's a blast. I've gotten, earlier I was complaining about how it didn't work during the day. That's not true. I just had to adjust the camera and stand a lot farther away from it. And now it works great. Um, and also the floor, it thought that I was a much taller person. And so I just had to adjust the floor so it knows how tall I am. Um, and that's why I couldn't duck under those blocks is because it yeah. thought I was much taller. So even when I got as low as I was, it didn't think I was very low. Um, Beat Saber's fantastic. I'm also playing a VR indie game called To the Top. Mm-hmm. It's a very cool, again, kind of simple pl- platformer, or at least, like, visually kind of simple. Yeah, it looks... I mean, I think that's how you have to be in VR right now, uh, depending on, like, what you're trying to do. Yeah, it depends on the game. Because, yeah. like, Moss is beautiful and yeah. very beautifully rendered. I don't know about Skyrim yet. Like, I don't know how they've translated that how successfully they've translated that because I remember when that came out in 2011 it was like the most beautiful game that had mm-hmm. ever been released and now it looks a little like blocky if you look at it I think I've never looked at it too close well if you look at it and you look at it next to like Breath of the Wild yeah and you look at it like unmodded and stuff yeah and yeah, yeah. that's fair you look at it next to like the way open world because that was like that's at the standard for open world games yeah it did and now if you look at open world games Skyrim kind of looks like shit Depends, it's still yeah. pretty, but it's it is, yeah. it's not as mind-blowing as it was. Anyway, uh, I can say that Borderlands 2 in VR looks pretty much exactly like Borderlands 2, 
which is to say, I kind of wish they'd updated the graphics a little bit, but also Borderlands 2 was pretty. Like, it, it, it has its gearbox style. Yeah. And it does its gearbox style well. Sure. Um, I haven't seen anybody talk yet, so I don't know if it'll have the weird oh boy. jerky motions and weird, like, not really moving mouths that yeah. Gearbox characters have, or if they've updated the facial animations, I bet not. I bet I they bet spent. Not. I bet they expended all their energy porting it to VR, which understandable, and didn't like update the graphics. Um, but yeah, it depends on what you're doing because this game is very the movement is r- to the top is really fluid, mm-hmm. and the movement is really really nice, and the movement is the point of the game, right? Yeah. So like it, do- you don't need to be. It doesn't need to be Spider Man, and it doesn't need to be a beautifully rendered city. Uh, it is a polygonal city i mean it's pretty in what it is but it's it's very like stylized and kind of blocky but on purpose it kind of reminded me of uh, mirror's edge it's a little mirror's edgy it's it's less like it's not going for realism no. in the way that mirror's edge was but mechanically it's mirror's edgy yeah. without any sort of like combat um or like enemies uh because you're playing as this like superhero robot in this future zone and you're in training to like you're in the training program, essentially. Was that your knuckles? No, that was me laughing. Oh, okay. I just heard a crackle. Oh, probably my knuckles. Oh, okay. Um, and you are in this, like, training area. And then I, maybe later you, like, go out into the city or whatever. But mm. um, you can, like, unlock stuff to customize your little robot and whatever. I mean, not that you, you don't see, you obviously don't see the robot. Yeah, because you're the robot. But you want to know what it looks like. Uh, and it's basically in the way that Mirror's Edge was kind of a parkour simulator. Um, where you, except you don't have legs, right? So it, okay, sorry, I'm trying to formulate my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Because I was talking to my friend at work about this yesterday. The, the brilliant thing it does is it, it knows that in virtual space you don't have legs, right? Yes. So the game is designed around that. So you, every, all movement is with your arms. It doesn't try to port walking into VR, which is invariably clumsy until they That's get us. smart. Until they get us some sort of like boot leg or haptic. shoe. Leg optic? Haptic. Haptic, sorry. Until they get us some sort of leg haptic, uh, walking in VR is going to be clunky because it's using arms to simulate legs, right? But into the top, you don't have legs. Yeah. Your robot doesn't have legs. a good way legs, to work around that, honestly. Which I think is brilliant. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, no, like you said, it's a good way to work around that. Um, your robot is just floating, and it uses its arms to climb and leap around. So most of how you move and the point of the levels, like there's stuff to find in the levels, and there's puzzles to solve to find those things, and that's really fun. And then the other point of the levels to do it as quickly as possible, and the way mm. that you do that is by leaping as many times as you can without really touching the ground other than to like grab and release, Yeah. Um, which is really fun. And it took me, I played it for a couple hours, I would say, and it took me a little while to get, the hang of the physics. Yeah. But then once I did, it felt so fluid and so fun. Cool. Um, and then a couple times I got so immersed in it that I like turned around and my character was like standing on an I-beam of some kind. And I turned around and then my human body went, whoa, like I was going to fall off the I-beam. Yeah. Because I, I had the sensation of I'm balancing on this I-beam and if I turn too far this way, I'm going to fall off. Oh boy. Which was cool. That's the most like immersed I've felt in VR mm-hmm. in that way where I, I literally just was in the world completely yeah. and in the physics of the world. Um, it's made by, I believe, a Japanese company called, stand by, um, Standing I have it by. on my phone, Electric Hat Games. And from everything I can tell, this is also their only game. Wow, that's it really, 
their first Nintendo game. Interesting that all these VR like games are coming out by companies that are just like, well, let's do this thing. Let's do VR and let's do it really fucking yeah, well. Seriously. Which I think is a great fucking idea. Um, I was talking to my friend at work yesterday and he was like, what I really want is like them to have Star Wars music and Beat Saber. I'm like, well, they won't because of the licensing. But for yeah. LucasArts to uh, release like a Star Wars Beat Saber version or something. I don't really want that. He does. Um, but I, what I want is for them to take the really cool lightsaber stuff that they've done in Beat Saber and then make like a Star Wars like Jedi Academy game Yo. in VR would be yes. so tight. That would be so tight. That Where would be you have the like I wanted from the thing, the laser little robot that shoots little lasers that yeah. Luke trains with, and you yeah. have to like build your lightsaber in VR because you have oh, to find shit, your own crystal so and you cool. have to. What are the crystals called? The lightsaber crystals. Aren't they just called crystals? No, they have a name. The sorry. At me, um, uh, I, somebody is going to tell me what they're called. At me, please do. Sorry, at me. Please do tell me. You're my only hope. Help! Oh no. Uh, my favorite Carrie Fisher tweet, rest her blessed angel soul, uh, was help me, Obi Wan, or whoever the fuck, like Juan J U A N, yeah. or whoever the fuck you are. You're my only hope. And then it cut off. <laughs> and then the okay, other tweet that she had that said, good night, fuckos. That one was very good. I want that on a shirt. I want that. T- I might get that tattooed. Yeah, you should. Good night, fuckos. I'd get, get that on a tattoo. Are you kidding me? That's very good. Um, yeah, the to the top site, uh, like I said, I think it's, so I think both of these are examples of indie VR games. I'm pretty sure, by companies that this is all they're doing right now. Which is just in EVR games. Right, which is brilliant because yeah. they're able to just focus their efforts on that and do it really fucking well. Uh, to the Top is so fun. It has so much potential. Again, there's just endless levels. Like, I yeah. could just play. It's the most fun, uh, like, just platformer for the sake of platformer I think I've ever played. Oh, sure. Where the whole point is the platforms. Like, it's not... It's not like, you know, Hollow Knight is a platformer and that's the medium for the story in the game. Like most platformers are. It's just the, it's like I was saying with Beat Saber and maybe these games are very satisfying for me right now. The idea is just do it over and over again. Do it a little better every time and eventually you'll get it right and it'll be so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like I spent like an hour trying to get to that like hidden crystal on that, that one yeah. level. And even Henry was like, it's not, you're clearly not doing it right. This isn't the right way to do it. Like, you're just doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I'm like, Henry, that's all platformers. That's all platformers are, is just doing it over and over again and doing it a little bit better every time. And then I got it. And it was so fucking satisfying when I did. Uh, And it was like, you had to like leap down this thing and like leap across these beams. And then you had to like climb from the ceiling and then like when I was like hanging from it like about to grab the thing like it was so tense and so satisfying when I got it that's so cool um so it's so cool that that provides that that tangible like haptic response like my my brain and body feel good as though I have accomplished a physical achievement um and it's winter so that's harder to and I'm a slug so that's harder to do. yes naturally um yeah, really fun. Uh, to the top is a lot cheaper. I got it on sale, but I think normally it's only like 10, 15 bucks. Yeah, it's not bad. So both it's of these are... such a good game. Oh, absolutely, yeah. These are both pretty inexpensive. Again, if you already have VR, which is an investment, uh, these are both pretty inexpensive games that are 100% worth your money. Um, and I'm sure that the story of, or whatever it is, of To the Top is not very long, but it's just... You can just have fun, like, doing it over and over again. Yeah, because it's just a fun yeah. experience, like, to have on VR. 
Yeah, just a little bit. You just whiplash yourself a little bit faster, a little bit better. Again, again, again. I haven't seen Whiplash. That's I what also I have not seen about. Whiplash. I'm. I'm wondering if because you talked a little bit about this, I should talk about the development of a ghost. If you want to, I don't know anything about the development of these games. Those are just those are just the companies, and you name checked the company that made your game. Yeah, I definitely did. It's just I found out that it was interesting because it was pretty much made by one person, Lionel Gallet, fascinating, who worked for DreamWorks and Universal Pictures, and was like working on a bunch of the uh, animated films that we really like, like The Road to El Dorado. Um, oh, and he just basically it just basically got like kickstarted, and he pretty much just did that. Thing, cool. Which I think is really interesting. The fact that it was just kind of like a, it's like one dude's passion project. One dude's passion project, pretty much. I imagine like there were other people that worked on it also, but the fact that it's just like this one person who worked on all of these like movies and stuff that was so invested in fantasy was like, I have an idea. Let me do that. I wonder how long it took him to make. Uh, evidently, quite a long time. Hmm. Um, and it's expected to be released. It was expected to be released for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One later in 2018. Um, but obviously that did not happen because it is now 2019. Um, so I imagine that'll be coming eventually. That'd be cool. Yeah. I think it, I think it would be a much more uh, physically satisfying game for me to play on a console on over console. my computer. Yeah, most definitely. But, yeah. That makes sense. I feel that way about a lot of games. Yeah, I'm, me too. I'm a, I'm a console fan. I am a fan of both PC and console, for sure, for sure. But sometimes sure, there's sure, just sure. something that's very satisfying about particular game mechanics where you're using a little um, mm-hmm. analog stick. Yep. Yes, analog stick. Um, But then for, like, shooters or stuff, I way prefer my computer because I feel like that has much faster response time. It does, but it's more satisfying. It's It does, and you're correct. For me, it is more satisfying to, like, aim and pull a trigger on a controller than it is to just point and click on a computer. I get you. Um, I think that there's uh, just something. Oh, I was actually going to talk about Ring of Elysium a little bit, actually, because they just recently made this change where they've taken – uh, Ring of Elysium is uh, a uh, battle royale game that I play sometimes. You've with talked about sometimes it so many Aaron times. Charles. Yeah, I know. I'm just giving a little, giving a little intro. Um, and uh, I had stopped playing it for a hot Very minute. Sucks. And when I came back, they actually removed uh, uh, solo and duo games. You can only have a team of four mm. that you play with. You can't play like like lone wolf style anymore. Mm. You can't play with just one friend. And that is kind of a game breaker for me. <laughs> like that's that's just really frustrating. And I think a lot of the uh, fan base is complaining. So we'll see how that continues turning out. But that's well, a I, that's a bummer. I hope they work it out. Yeah, I me too. Hi, um, hello. It's me, Aaron. Here he uh, is. I I would imagine that that is because they are a very small company they with are. very little money. Yes, and that um, it's probably a sign that they're becoming more popular. And that they need to get rid of less used servers to allow for the squad yeah. gameplay, which is the most popular form it of battle royale is. gameplay. It definitely It makes sense, and I like get it and respect its purpose, and I'm probably going to continue playing the game sometimes, especially when I can get my friends to play with me. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just it was just disappointing for me because I really honed my skills at that game, and like really, what is it? it like cut cut my teeth? Like, yeah, sure. Cut your like teeth on the solo. On the solo, on the solo mode, because I think that there's just something that feels really rewarding and um, reminiscent of 
my youth playing shooters, which you were kind of on your own in a lot of those, even though you were majorly on a team a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, it just kind of reminded me of that. So we'll see how that continues going. But if I can play Ring of Elysium with me, y'all, my name is Trans Friends. I'm good at the game. It's, and at being trans and your friend. And at being trans and your friend. I'm good at a lot of things. I just recently sacrificed myself uh, to save to save a wonderful teammate in that game. And it was actually just this very dramatic emotional moment in which I was asphyxiating because of the... Um, the ash in the air and I was racing this boat to the safe zone and I was driving so I couldn't be healing myself while we were on the boat but he could be healing himself in the back seat I'm sorry they could be healing themselves in the back seat and I decided instead of stopping the boat to take some time to heal I just was gonna plow straight through and keep this person safe and I did and um I saw them um mourn mourn my body after I was gone it was just uh really um one of those moments, you know. Did they win? One of those moments. They, I think they won. Yeah, you they don't went know on to win. I do know. I do oh. know. It tells you. Oh, okay. You said I think. So I thought that you were just. I mean, I left when they thinking. were like in the top five or whatever. So oh, okay. they did so pretty well. Know. Getting in the top five is winning in my book. Well, fair enough. Thank you. Um, that feels like a good. Yeah. Good sh- wrapping sh- up. This feels like a good episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Take this one in the bag, boys. It's an episode. Um, you can find us on social media at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Gay Gamers. We've been sort of neglecting our Twitter. We're not very active on Twitter. Twitter is a trash p- place. Um, but we're very active on our Instagram, and yes. Kai creates a lot of extremely good Photoshop things and memes for us. I've got one more coming out today. That are just Stay fantastic. Tuned. Um, and you should definitely get on that. Um, you can email us at if it's gay we play at gmail.com with game suggestions. Yes, for, I actually take them, I promise. Yes, absolutely. For next week's uh, indie game, next week, next month's indie game roundup. Mm-hmm. Um, you I still can, have to play RimWorld from that. Yes. Uh, and I have to play anything other than VR beat matching games. Yeah, you do. Uh, although they're really fun. Uh, give me any suggestions for fun VR games oh, if yeah, you know please. any. Um, I'm really, really on this VR hype. Um, and that's the ways that you can can and should contact us. Go to I, your podcatcher of choice. Um, ratings, reviews, subscriptions, downloads really help us on iTunes. So if you like the podcast, um, go ahead and throw us a little rating. Go and th- uh, throw us a subscribe and tell your friends. Um, get the word out. We would love that. And we love you for doing it. We do. Um, that's all I have to say. I don't know if we have anything else to plug. No, I don't ne- know if we necessarily have anything else to plug. Uh, stickbookprod.com. Go listen to the other shows in the network. Uh, a couple are forthcoming next month um, that I'm starting, and then there's some other I- people that are starting podcasts, so the network's about to blow TF up. For now, you can listen to our show. You can listen to This Is Grandma's House. You can listen to Encyclopedia. Uh, shows about what makes people the way that they are. Uh, soon you can hear Spatial and a couple other very exciting podcasts mm-hmm. that um, once I start them, I'm sure they'll be wonderful. That I will insist upon being a guest on. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, and that's it. You can also keep playing gay. And keep being games. Zip. Zap. Zap. And fuck shit up. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.